Please turn to Psalm 97. Psalm 97. The Lord reigneth. Let the earth rejoice. Let the multitude of isles be glad thereof. Clouds and darkness are round about him. Righteousness and judgment are the habitation of his throne. A fire goeth before him and burneth up enemies round about. His lightnings enlightened the world. The earth saw and trembled. The hills melted like wax at the presence of the Lord, at the presence of the Lord of the whole earth. The heavens declare his righteousness, and all the people see his glory. Confounded be all they that serve graven images, that boast themselves of idols. Worship him, all ye gods. Zion heard and was glad, and the daughters of Judah rejoiced because of thy judgments, O Lord. For thou, Lord, art high above all the earth, thou art exalted far above all gods. Ye that love the Lord hate evil. He preserveth the souls of his saints. He delivereth them out of the hand of the wicked. Light is sown for the righteous and gladness for the upright in heart. Rejoice in the Lord, ye righteous, and give thanks at the remembrance of his holiness. This beautiful psalm exalts our Lord magnifies some of his characteristics and mighty acts and teaches us some of our basic duties as his followers. Some have observed that this psalm appears to fit in a series of similar psalms, beginning at Psalm 95 and concluding with the well-known and loved Psalm 100. They all begin with either an exhortation to sing or make a joyful noise unto the Lord, or as with this psalm, the declarative phrase, the Lord reigneth. All the psalms in this group are shorter, punctuated exhortations to rejoice and praise the Lord, surrounded with some of his attributes and some instruction. Psalm 95 contains the serious warning to the Jews to believe the gospel, explained by Paul in Hebrews 3 and 4. At least five of the psalms in this group also reference Gentiles believing on the Lord. The Lord reigneth, let the earth rejoice. Let the multitude of isles be glad thereof. The Lord's total sovereignty over all things is a cause for rejoicing. The Lord is in control and the earth should rejoice at his dominion. Events in this world, even negative events, are fully managed by the Lord. Psalm 76 verse 10, Surely the wrath of man shall praise thee, the remainder of wrath shalt thou restrain. Let the multitude of the isles be glad thereof. This is a reference to Gentiles. We are fulfilling this today. This is a Gentile church which by God's grace has made a careful point to rejoice in God's sovereignty, even as recently as this past Wednesday evening. Clouds and darkness are round about him. Righteousness and judgment are the habitation of his throne. Solomon described the Lord as dwelling in the thick darkness in his prayer at the dedication of the temple. 
The presence of God on Mount Sinai was also described as thick darkness in Exodus 20. God's dominion exercises perfect righteousness and judgment. Yes. A fire goeth before him and burneth up his enemies round about. Many times God's judgment on his enemies involves fire, whether Sodom and Gomorrah, the fire mixed with hell on the Egyptians, Nadab and Abihu, Israelites who complained against the Lord in Numbers 1, 102 men sent by an angry King Ahaziah to capture Elijah the prophet, or the final judgment in the lake of fire. Truly, a fire goeth before him and burneth up his enemies. The hills melted like wax at the presence of the Lord, at the presence of the Lord of the whole earth. Things that seem large and permanent are no obstacle for our God. Mountains and hills are melted and moved before him. The prophetess Deborah, in her song after the defeat of Sisera, said, the mountains, are melt, the mountains melted from before the Lord, even that Sinai from before the Lord God of Israel. Yes. Isaiah 64 speaks of the mountains flowing down at the presence of God. The heavens declare his righteousness and all people see his glory. Similar to Psalm 19, God's glory and righteousness are plainly displayed in the heavens for everyone to see. Romans 1 teaches us, Things seen and understood in God's creation leave us without excuse if we reject that God. The heavens declare his glory and righteousness and everyone sees it. Verses 1 through 6 describe the Lord, his attributes, and his glory. Now we get a comparison with other gods. Verse 7, confounded be all they that serve graven images, that boast themselves of idols. Worship him, all ye gods. The depravity of man and his innate rebellion against God causes man to seek after religions of his own making. We see throughout the Bible and uncivilized portions of the world a propensity to worship images. From the golden calves of Israel, to Baal, to Dagon, Molech, Chemosh, Nebuchadnezzar's obelisk, totem poles, Catholic images, Orthodox images, and Eastern religions, many or even most religious people on earth and in history have had a strong inclination toward graven images. This verse says they are all confounded and confused. We live in a country where we are not surrounded by religious images and statues in the same way that some others are, and I see that as a matter of thanksgiving. Worship him, all ye gods. The statue of Dagon literally fell down in front of the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord. Verse 8, Zion heard and was glad. And the daughters of Judah rejoiced because of thy judgments, O Lord. Amen. Here we are again in this psalm. We are the Zion of the New Testament, and we love hearing God's word, which are his judgments, presented and explained. Amen. Are you a rejoicing daughter of Judah today? We should be. David also said in Psalm 19, the statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. Verse 9, for thou, Lord, art high above all the earth. Thou art exalted far above all gods. The God of the Bible is solitarily exalted above any other God men have imagined. The God of the Bible made all the raw materials from which men have fashioned other gods. The God of the Bible is different because he communicates and creates, 
The God of the Bible is different because his dominion is based in righteousness and judgment. The God of the Bible is different because he is personal in his dealings with his children. Right. Truly, he is far exalted above all gods. Yes. Amen. Ye that love the Lord hate evil. He preserveth the souls of his saints. He delivereth them out of the hand of the wicked. We want to love the things God loves and hate the things he hates. Amen. Yes. Praise the Lord for his preservation and deliverance of his saints. We heard eight wonderful testimonies of preservation and deliverance last night. Light is sown for the righteous and gladness for the upright in heart. The Lord has planted and planned light and gladness for the upright and righteous. What a wonderful and blessed promise. Rejoice in the Lord, ye righteous, and give thanks at the remembrance of his holiness. Rejoice and give thanks. What wonderful commands. Yes. This is the verse that first pulled me to this particular psalm. Give thanks at the remembrance of his holiness was on my mind constantly while my family, along with several others, walked through the ark several weeks ago. Give thanks at the remembrance of his holiness. Right. Yes. So to summarize, in this psalm, we are reminded of several attributes of Jehovah, including his sovereignty righteousness, judgment, glory, exaltation, holiness, and the preservation and deliverance of his saints. Let us love the Lord and hate evil, yes. be glad and rejoice, and purposefully live our lives according to his righteous judgments. Praise ye the Lord. Amen. Amen.